Welcome to a bonus episode of the Living Out Podcast, where personal growth meets social justice through a queer lens. I'm your host, Darren Steele. I'm a gay man and a life coach who's an expert at helping people break free of the limitations of the status quo that fucks with who they are. Now, today, the date of this recording is Wednesday, July 25th. And normally, I wouldn't be publishing another podcast episode until Wednesday of next week. But there's been a horrible tragedy that's happened in Toronto this past Sunday. And a man by the name of Faisal Hussein walked into a restaurant in an area of Toronto called Greek Town and started shooting and injured a number of people. And two people, two girls, a 10-year-old and an 18-year-old, have died as a result of his actions. And I need to preface the front, the beginning of this podcast to tell you why I'm recording this episode. There are a lot of responses and a lot of reactions that are coming um, through the media and just in day-to-day conversation between people I know, people I've been in contact with. And they range the gamut of immediate reaction, fear and frustration and what's happening to my city and how could this be and what the fuck are the politicians doing and whose fault is it to the outpouring of emotion and empathy that people are sharing and how some other people are trying to frame this in a different way. And that's what I want to do here is to frame this situation. I don't want to talk about the individuals per se that are involved in in this horrific tragedy. I, I, I will reference them, but I'm going to be looking at this from a couple of different perspectives. And the foundation of today's episode is actually based on or coming from probably the last couple of podcast episodes, the one that came out today, in which I talked about asking the right kinds of questions. But asking the right kinds of questions is extremely important in all situations in life for what the answers mean. So let me put it this way. The questions we ask ourselves determine our perspective and worldview within the formation of those answers. I'll make this point again. The question we ask, or the questions we ask ourselves, determine our perspective and worldview within the formation of those answers. So if we ask, the wrong kinds of questions, rhetorical or redundant questions, the answers we get are not going to be helpful. If we jump to conclusions by making certain statements or asking questions that are really rhetorical, judgment-based, we are not going to get answers that are going to help us to understand and move forward in these kinds of situations in life. I was reading 
an article in The Guardian, actually, and the title is Rattled by String of Violent Attacks, Toronto Wonders if City is Unraveling. So here we go. Let's start with the media. The media needs to sell, right? And the media is looking for that titillation of the brain, that excitement of the hippocampus, that excitement that might actually create a fear of, oh my goodness, Toronto the good, Toronto which is such a great place to live. Now we have all this gun violence. We've had this serial killer. We had this young man who rented a van and plowed down and killed a dozen people north on Young Street. What's happening? That's the wrong question. It's a valid question. What's happening? But often the answers to that kind of question cause more problems. So I'm scrolling through a couple of different articles here, and the thing that caught my eye that made me think more deeply about why I wanted to talk about this is a quote on Twitter from Toronto Liberal City Councillor Norm Kelly, who wrote, Can't believe the city I love is unraveling before my eyes because of the actions of a few sick people. That is a highly problematic and complicated sentence because we don't know what all the meaning is intended by the writer of that quote. So he says, sick people. What do we mean by sick people? Does does he mean that in a negative way or does does he mean in the case that we now know of the shooter, Faisal Hussein, that he actually had mental health problems and was seeking psychiatric treatment and medication, and he just wasn't getting better. But I can't believe the city I love is unraveling before my eyes because of the actions of a few sick people. Is our city really unraveling before our eyes? No, it's not. We're not going into chaos. The Antichrist is not on his or her way. We have just witnessed a horrible, tragic situation where people's lives were threatened, people are still in the hospital, and two very young people were tragically killed for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And we still don't know why this all happened. But As more information comes out in the news, and this is important, we need a level of impartiality to wait for what's happening. What do we know? We're learning in an interview from Hussein's best friend that he felt like he was a brother to him, and that he was always friendly, and he always seemed polite and happy, and he even confided in his best friend that he was seeking help. But then, what I find out now is that the shooter's family has been suffering. The brother was connected to gang violence and has been in a coma for a year. I believe, yes, his sister died in a separate accident within the last couple of years. So put that all on top of the mental health challenges of this individual, and I'm not saying it's right what happened. But when you read more of the interviews from psychologists and people that look at this challenge of how can we even profile 
how can we assess what people might do? We can't. We really can't unless we know that a particular person has contacts with a radical organization and authorities have been tracking this person to try and stay on top of it. And we know from world news, sometimes the the authorities are able to actually, in advance, stop something that they've discovered. And then there are other times that they can't because we are human beings and we are unpredictable. And sometimes we don't know how we're all going to snap. And this is where empathy really needs to come in here, because when have you snapped? When have you lost it? Again, yes, there is a massive difference between the left and the right side of snapping and losing your temper and love and yelling at your dog or your kid or your partner and throwing a dish against the wall and watching it smash into pieces and getting a gun and going out and shooting people. But when we're down that far side of mental health where intellectual and logical processes are compromised, we have a very different challenge. And now we're seeing a gun debate in Toronto. And, and Canada is, is, is very different than the United States. Most of us do not want guns. The farther you go out west, that's maybe a little bit of a different story. I don't think anyone needs to have a gun, period. That's my personal belief. I, I don't understand why we need guns. Maybe hunting is another issue, but in the city, why would anyone need a gun? So that's an issue. That's a kind of a question to ask. Why would someone need a gun in the city who isn't a law enforcement officer, for example? It's a rational, logical question that's looking for an outcome, that's looking for a solution. So we're needing to ask better questions in these situations, asking in a way that gives us insight, asking from a place of empathy or to create empathy, you know, asking in a way that, the, that, that we require an empowering solution that becomes the answer, asking what can we do now, what can we do differently. Why do we allow the sale of guns in Canada? Why would we allow the sale of guns in the city of Toronto? That kind of a line of questioning makes us see a clearer line of reasoning. Or how are we turning a blind eye to mental health, poverty, and the displacement of individuals in society that may be part of, and certainly is part of, the problem of certain individuals living in economically depressed areas of the city. And I'm not going to create a layer of blame here, but we need to look at the whole picture and we need to focus on the humanitarian approach of how if some people are privileged to be taken care of, that's not right. We need to look at how everyone needs to be taken care of so that there's no privilege. Everyone, everyone is on equal ground. And this line of questioning is also very important around gun ownership and gun violence. Now, like I said earlier, I don't think anyone should have guns. But I think we have to be careful with some of the statements. Now, I'm quoting CBC News here, referencing Toronto Mayor John Tory, 
being firm in a stance that the Danforth shooting is evidence of a gun problem in this city. That's a very interesting statement. Because yes, having guns, people having guns, can be part of the problem. But that's not the real problem. Because if somebody wants to do violence, if somebody is not mentally well, they don't need a gun. They can mow people down with a car. They can find a way to create a pipe bomb. So the issue is something other than just guns itself. So when people are around the water cooler or taking a break at work and they're saying, oh, it's all the politicians' fault. Oh, it's the lack of gun control. Oh, it's, it's gangs. These are the wrong statements. These are an ignorant and also arrogant and lazy way of looking at a larger situation to try and distance oneself from the problem as opposed to becoming part of the solution. And it's very easy to fall into the trap of reading the news, which glorifies these kinds of um, hyperbolic questions and sound bites, and it makes the news addictive. It shifts our focus into reaction and fear, not something of responsibility, response, and empathy. So how to end this? I don't have a solution. I just wanted to share my thoughts on how we need to be much more careful in situations like these where we can get caught up in asking the wrong questions and making statements that are misleading and create an us versus them, good versus bad sort of framework that doesn't help anyone live out the best of who they are. And if we want to take this moment as an opportunity for profound personal growth, we do need to step back and not simply get upset for the sake of getting upset if we aren't indirectly, if we are not directly involved in this situation. Yes, we are impacted if we live in Toronto, if we've just been down the street a day ago where this shooting happened and if we feel that sort of attachment and that moment of fear. But ask yourself those questions around those emotional reactions. And they are reactions, they're not responses. Ask yourself how you can make this situation better so that you start asking yourself better questions instead of just laying blame on just guns or that this person was sick. I don't know if I'm going to take flack for this podcast or not, but I wanted to bring that to bear because I think it's important that we, that we think differently to get a different result. So I hope this 
special episode has been insightful, thought-provoking. If I've missed something, if I didn't explain something well enough in the dynamics of this challenging and tragic situation, please, carefully, I don't want to have a negative debate, but I would welcome a thoughtful comment on my blog for this post to discuss this further and to discuss solutions. So maybe that's the question. If you want to comment, bring a solution to the table. Bring an empathetic approach to how to how we can handle ourselves and how we can affect a positive evolutionary change in this regard. So as always, thank you again for listening. You can find out more about me and the work that I do on my website, darrensteele.com. That's D-A-R-R-E-N-S-T-E-H-L-E.com. And if you're a gay man who wants to discover how to live out the best of who they are and to create a more meaningful impact in the world, like what I'm trying to do here, then I invite you to join my private Facebook group. It's called Living Out Experiment. So go to facebook.com slash group slash living out experiment. Or when you get to Facebook, just go into the search section and type, it's all one word, living out experiment. And I would look forward to getting to know you inside the group. Until next time, live out, live proud, and ask more thoughtful questions.